Hi guys, Rob here, podcast editor for EveryMind. Welcome to a special episode where we look at the top five tips from the EveryMind podcast so far. These tips are from the most viewed and most listened to episodes so far. Let us know on socials which is your favorite. If you think EveryMind at Work can help your business, then head over to everymindatwork.com. If you found this episode valuable, don't forget to share with a friend and leave us a review on iTunes. Enjoy the show. When you work remotely, your mind is naturally going to start being overcritical about the work that you're doing. And because you're not surrounded by colleagues, it's also very difficult to keep yourself accountable. So during this time, you need to really help yourself manage your expectations and manage your workload as best as you can. So this refers back to point number one again, over communication. Communicate with your manager, communicate with your team and your coworkers and make sure you know what is expected of you. What's expected of you today? tomorrow for the rest of the week. And don't be afraid of having open conversations with your team. At Every Mind at Work, we really focus on normalizing those difficult conversations. And this is a really important time to try and put that into practice. If you are struggling at any point with working from home for any reason, then don't be ashamed of speaking to someone within your team or speaking to someone within your company and trying to address those concerns early on. When you have clear expectations of what you need to do every single day, it's going to remove a lot of the fear, a lot of the anxiety, and also a lot of the self-judgment. And when it comes to your workload, it's very easy to wake up in the morning and write down a huge to-do list of every task that we need to do. Because when we work from home, it feels like we have the whole day in front of us. But working from home can come with a lot of distractions. So adding a huge to-do list can cause a lot of anxiety, can cause a lot of pressure. So it's really important that you try and prioritize the main tasks first. Prioritize the main tasks, make sure they're in alignment with the expectations that's been set of you. And that's going to really help with the productivity, but also it's going to help reduce the anxiety and the stress. And with your TED talk, you know, it's an amazing TED talk and you, you speak you. about the children and um, autism and how we mm. look at autism and you talk about the spectrum. Can you kind of elaborate on, on that as well? I have very strong views on um, not just people with different brain wiring, but also people with different body functions. To, I hate the word disabled, I hate it, because to disable something is to render it useless, and I've yet to meet a person in a wheelchair or with mental health issues who's useless. I, I just haven't met one, so I hate that word. But I think what we're only starting to understand, and we've got a long way to go, is that actually mankind needs people who think differently and actually we all think differently because my brain doesn't work the same as yours or anyone else's so actually I say to people sometimes who talk about neurotypical people I say what well, can you introduce me to a person who is neurotypical and they'll go well then they'll say well okay so do they think the same way you do because we're generalizing mm. and you can't generalize because we're all so different. So what we need to understand is that people with neurodivergent brains, so whether you're talking about autism or dyslexia or bipolar or schizophrenia, it doesn't matter. If you look back historically, a lot of these people have done incredible things for mankind. And we wouldn't be where we are now if it wasn't for people with very different brain settings, if you like. Mm -hmm. So we really do have to 
start thinking about people in a different way and looking at them for the assets they are and not the things they lack. Because so many people get sidelined, especially autistic children mm -hmm. get sidelined because people see their limitations, not their strengths. And we have to stop that. We have to start seeing what strengths people have, mm -hmm. whatever their challenge may be. Because we're losing out on a huge resource by not recognising that that person may not think the same as me and he may not be as socially aware as I am, but his brain is incredible at seeing patterns, so how can we utilise that and help him to feel worthwhile, but also society benefits as well? Lots of people say it when it comes to mental health that you're not alone. And when you are struggling with your mental health, you feel like you need to isolate and you feel like you need to deal with it on your own. But in reality, when we look at this situation, you are not alone. Everyone else is experiencing it. Everyone else may be having similar emotions. So don't be afraid to reach out to other people to try and share how you're feeling with others too, because that can also be hugely beneficial for them. And know that you're not alone and we are in this together. A couple of people that you've done work with has also, have also spoken about the work you've done around sleep. Yeah. Um, and one of the things you said about your story is that you were sleeping a lot, but you was always sort of tired. Yeah, absolutely. Um, can you kind of elaborate on that a little bit and how sort of sleep impacts how we feel at work as well? Yeah, absolutely. Sleep is key. Stress and sleep are the two things that people should look at before they worry about food or exercise or anything else. Because if you are tired, you will not eat properly because mm. you're going to be craving those sugary foods and you're also going to be less likely to exercise. So when it comes to sleep, it is the body's life support system. Ultimately, Mother Nature should have made it extinct because when you're asleep, you are not protecting your young, hunting for food or reproducing. So it goes against everything that it's Mother true. Nature does for us. Um, and yet, sort of we spend a third of our life doing it. It's absolutely kind of one of the key things for most chronic diseases. Um, so actually Alzheimer's kicks in um, 30 years before you get a single symptom. And lack of sleep is a significant sort of cause of Alzheimer's. So people really have to take it very seriously that you've got to get at least seven hours. The preference is eight. And um, Jeff Bezos, the CEO of Amazon, will not make a decision unless he's had eight hours sleep. People are now really realizing how important it is, um, not only for your physical well-being, because when you are asleep, your body repairs itself from the day, but for your mental well-being. We all know what it's like when you've had a, a late night or you've had to get up early for, to go on holiday or something, and you just feel terrible. Yeah. Or parents with young children, sort of, it's obviously very difficult for them because they're just trying to grab sleep where yeah. they can. Um, but sleep is so key to all of our well-being, and it's something that people should make a priority. And if people are saying, I haven't got time, that's often saying it's not a priority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you start to look at how much time you maybe spend on your phone in an evening, then maybe you could get to bed 15 minutes earlier. Yeah. So it's about working backwards and going, okay, if I have to be up at seven in the morning and I need eight hours sleep, I need to be asleep by 11, so maybe I should get in bed at half 10. Mm. Having that nighttime sort of routine, it's your sleep hygiene so that everything is in place for you to have the best night's sleep you can. With that nighttime routine as well, is there anything else that you kind of recommend? I, I remember I, um, I think I read somewhere that when, when you've got kids, 
you put them to bed by giving them a bath, putting them in pajamas, you know, making them comfortable, reading them a story, slowly getting them to bed. Yep. And then when you're an adult, you literally <laughs> just throw up your clothes, you jump in bed, and yeah. then that's your nighttime routine. Yeah. So completely. do you do or do you recommend anything before bed that can maybe help? Basically, exactly what you do with your children. Yeah, yeah, um, down. And that is it. It's sort of if you've had um, a heavy meal or a spicy meal or you've had a lot of caffeine or a lot of alcohol or you've done a really high-intensity gym workout before bed, it's going to impact your sleep. Mm. So it's about giving yourself the best chance, having a dark room, having the temperature low enough because your body temperature needs to drop for you to get into the deep sleep. You can use some um, sort of lavender. Lavender is a very good sort of um, essential oil for calming and helping sleep. You can use sleep meditation because that brings you into your deep sleep. So there are lots of different things. One of the big things is also getting off the phones because the way that our body clock works is it works with the sun. Mm -hmm. So if you go camping, you normally fall asleep probably about 10 o'clock and you normally wake up probably about 7 because your body is reacting to sunlight. Whereas by us putting the phones in front of our faces or having bright lights on at home, we're confusing our sleep hormones. So melatonin, which is our sleep hormone, is ready to do its job, but then we confuse it and we put a bright light in our face and it says, oh, maybe it's not time for sleep. Mm -hmm. So the phones are quite a key thing. You can use kind of the, the um, blue light blockers and there are ways around it. Personally, I think sort of, why don't you read a book? Why don't you have a little cuddle with your partner? Mm. Why don't you sort of get yourself in the right mindset for a good night's sleep? Because yeah. um, also it's not just the amount of sleep, it's the quality of sleep. Because some people might have eight hours, and as I was, and wake up still exhausted. Um, this, this is something that we're going to probably end up talking about for a long time as well, which is, is finding balance. Um, yeah, you know, balance is, is, is a massive word. And I'm sure if you asked people around me, they might say, you know, I work too much or, or whatever it is. But but, you know, I think balance is so difficult, but balance is key when it comes to, again, having that that resilience. Yeah. Um, the first point, which I think is really key is, is, like you say, having that purpose in your life is is really important. And I believe that when we struggle to find meaning in what we're doing, you know, we struggle to find meaning mm. in in continuing and, you know, driving forward. Yeah. And a big part of why I work so much is is because of the the passion behind it and trying to obviously, you know, mm. help people with mental health and, and kind of change the way we kind of look at it. And, and that purpose really drives mm. me and definitely makes me more resilient that if a curveball gets thrown in my way, I'm still kind of, you know, on that tr on that track yeah. to try and achieve what I want to achieve. Yeah. Um, yeah and i think it's i think maybe it should it should be reframed as almost like a healthy balance isn't it because i absolutely agree with you you know if you're passionate about what you're doing and you enjoy doing it and you want to make it work and you want to help others or, or whatever it is that you're doing you know that 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 is work but it's it, it's almost more of a you know a healthy work environment and a healthy balance and actually if it's making you feel good about yourself then even if you are maybe working a bit more than that than perhaps would normally be expected as long as you're enjoying it and you know you are still taking breaks and um but but for me it's it's about that healthy balance isn't it i think i think it, it's when it's an unhealthy balance and you know you're working all the hours god sends and 
and you feel stressful and 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 you feel as though you're under pressure or you feel overwhelmed or whatever it might be that's when it sort of tips over in in, in into being more you know more unhealthy definitely yeah um yeah, I agree. but it's but it's something everybody i think struggles with don't they yeah. it's um I think we're conditioned to to think we must work hard and we must put in you know the 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 the, the a certain amount of hours and if we if we don't do that or if something happens we almost feel obliged to deal with it yeah. um even if we've you know even if we worked our quota or whatever it might be for that week you, you sort of your work ethic makes you feel as though you should be dealing with that as well yeah and I think we we also we all struggle it with it balance. right because I think mm. I think the reason again this is my own personal experience but the reason why I struggle with it and, and I'm getting better at it because again all of these strategies of you said is a process it's not like an overnight fix but the reason mm. why I've always struggled with it is because I haven't defined my own balance so 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 what I mean mm. by that is you know I work a lot right but at the same time you know I try and be there as much as I can with family and I would say that I'm I'm there with my family mm. quite often as well so you know I switch off at weekends um you know I'll, I'll put my boys to bed every night and things like that which are kind of my non-negotiables but at the same time like I, I look at other people's balance and I say is that right is that what I should be doing like should I be spending more yeah. time with my family do I and now I feel guilty that you know I'm working more mm. and I think what's really important is we have to define our own balance like you know what works yeah. what works for us you know some people are very driven by work yeah. and, and that's that that makes them happy so let's not make them feel guilty if if they if they work more than maybe they they socialize. Mm. Um, and I, I think yeah. as well, someone said to me once, which was really important. He said, "Work life balance is never like that. You know, sometimes it's mm. going to be like that, which is like works here because yeah. it has to be. You know, you could have a, a project going on, or you could have something going on. And at mm. the same time, life is here. So family, mm. everyone kind of you know doesn't get a lot of attention. But at the same time, as long as you can yeah. do that." So now, okay, as I think yeah. you've mentioned, scheduling a holiday or, you know, now work is just less quiet. I'm going to work less. I'm going to spend more time with family. Yeah. I think that's fine. It's, ne it's never going to be like that. I don't believe it's, it's yeah, always going to be it's never. Like no, no, no. But it's, um, but yeah, and it, it and it's fitting in everything else, isn't it? Um, yeah. Have we got, have we got the wheel of life? Have we exactly, on our next, yeah. on so, our so next this slide, is a definitely, our little, our little exercise. It's a great exercise <laughs> to do. Has anyone heard of the wheel of life? Yeah. Has anyone done it? I've I've only done it once. I think it, I think it is mostly referred to as as the wheel of life, or yeah. Uh, Vicky's done it. Julia's done it. And but and with the wheel yeah, of life, it's this, a, or the wellness wheel, that someone said. Yeah. No worries, Joe. That's fine. I'll send you the slides. Oh, thanks, drop me, Joe. Drop me an email, Joe, if I if I haven't sent them to you. Um, but with the with the wheel of life. Again, we've got two examples here that I've just pulled from from Google, um, and and the one on the right is is obviously just someone doing it themselves, but the, obviously the one on the left is different. And I think the wheel of life, there's there's loads of different ones out there, and, and like we said, there's the wellness wheel, mm. and and those segments of the pie, I guess you can kind of say it can be defined in your own way. Yeah. So kind of the one yeah. on the right, you've got spirituality, career, health, finances, relationships, mm. fun, learning, and giving. And what you do is you kind of grade yourself out of 10 on each of those areas and kind of shade mm. in the, 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 the um, part of the, the circle in relation to that, that score. And then you can kind of almost look at that and say, for the example, the one on the right, oh, I don't give as much. So maybe I need to focus on that area. Whereas mm. I'm having quite a lot of fun. I feel like I'm learning a lot. So you can kind of shift your attention to that one part of you as well. Mm. Sorry, did you do something? And it's, and it's amazing. 
Yeah, we did. I did it with a group of friends. I think there was about about six of us, and we and we and we we were. I think only two of them had done it before, and, and the other four hadn't, including myself. And so we were we were sort of looking at, at one of our friends to sort of guide us, you know, guide us through it really. And, and she was sort of saying, "Yeah, there's no right or wrong." And as you said, those segments can be labelled differently to make it more, you know, more pertinent to to, to your own life. Um, but it's a it's a real it's a real eye opener and obviously those segments will be shaded completely differently depending on your life circumstances so around the table we had so many different lives you know um i think everybody yeah everybody had had kids apart from me so obviously you know that the, the, they, they were perhaps struggling with with not you know not spending enough quality time with their children obviously that wasn't an issue for me um and so you, you you'll get so many differences but just having that conversation around why did what, what makes you score like that or and a load of a load of feelings of guilt came out really because people were sort of saying well I've scored myself really low on that because I think I'm you know bad at that or I don't see enough of my family or but then just having that discussion around but you know but look what you do do mm. and look how much time you spend doing this or doing that or and again it was we we were all sort of beating ourselves up thinking that you know we could do much better when actually when we heard the opinions of others we realized that we weren't doing a bad job after all and we were just being too hard on ourselves um because i think day-to-day -day life now is it's really really hard isn't it and we're juggling so many different things and you know especially if you've got children as well or you know you're dealing with sickness in the family or you know you, you literally are darting from one thing to another trying to mm. you know trying to help everybody and fix every everything and and it's it's no wonder we, we we often feel a bit overwhelmed because there's just so much going on. Yeah. But I think I think doing it with other people, if you are going to do the exercise, is is, is actually is actually quite good because it sparks a discussion as well. Yeah. Um, and then you can help each other with with solutions. So what we found was if somebody thought, you know, they were really un, unbalanced in in one area, you know, the other um the, the other members members of the group were sort of saying well what about this or what about that or you know have you thought about maybe maybe doing this or and it just it just sparked um you know suggestions really as, as to how they could you know how they could improve that that segment of their wheel um i also know people that do this daily and i was a bit like oh crikey so I think that would be pretty hard going to do it daily, but I, I, I know one one lady that that does do it daily, and literally, you know, the start of her day, she'll she'll have a look and she'll do some planning, and um, so that's quite that's quite a discipline to to do it daily, but um, but yeah, it's I guess it's whatever helps you really. Thank you for listening to the top five tips so far. Remember to let us know which is your favorite on social media, and we'll see you next week.